Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Effing Ghost Stories. I'm in a very comfortable chair right now. In the same room. So there's probably a lot of echo still, but I'm in like a different corner. Yeah, like I was saying on the last episode, I'm still here in Ireland. I'm just trying to bulk record a couple of episodes so as we have stuff going out because that's what I wanted to do for 2024 was just get more stuff out there. And I've got a bunch of these like episodes kind of ready to go and I thought why not you know why not just start recording while I'm here. Hopefully by now I'm actually back in Texas with Dulce and we're working on the next series together. Yeah I still have my little fox friend outside as well. I called the animal people and they told me that I need to look after him myself. <laughs> so if anybody has any hot tips for helping a, uh, a fox with mange because he seems very uncomfortable but he's like healthy and very friendly actually. Like he's coming right up to the door and stuff like that. They told us that we need to get something and like put it in his food. I don't feed this. Well, I mean we have. But he's not our pet fox. Like, So that's the news that I've got. What did I do yesterday? I walked down to the beach. If anybody follows my personal Instagram. I'll put it here because I have all this room here. Uh, because I can't remember what my personal Instagram is. I think it's Adam Lynch 44 They will have seen that I went uh, to the beach the other day and i got to like take my camera it was very nice very relaxing time to clear the head and all that saw some dudes surfing got some pictures but what i actually want to do is find these dudes and get the pictures to them so as i can say here you go these are for you yeah once again apologies for any bird noises we are surrounded by lots of trees and stuff and this lovely soft lighting coming in through the window is like actual sunlight but one thing I've forgotten about from not living in Ireland is how early the sun goes down so like my days have been really short to try and get stuff done like while the sun is up anyway so that's just a little update from me as always like go check out 16% Nation and all that uh, if you have ghost stories what I'm really interested in now is just because I've come back home and actually the last episode had like a couple of stories where it was like in my house where I grew up I had this experience and that experience I wonder has anybody had any weird experiences like that where they've moved home or like flown back home for a couple of weeks or for the holidays or something and had a creepy experience during that time because I feel like there's a lot of people always say that you know anyway I'm going to tell you some ghost stories before the sun goes down and I'm stuck in the house on my own with no lights <laughs> no there is lights there is lights this one is from pay to get rich Hello everyone, I've just joined this group about a day ago and all the stories are so interesting and spooky that I thought I'd share my own experience. So I was about 8 or 9 years old at the time and my parents were separated so it was a constant visit back and forth. But this particular day, my mom was going to Disneyland and came to pick up my two brothers only and left me with my pops and stepmom. I was sad and cried pretty much the whole day. But nighttime had hit, and it was about 8 p.m. I was in my room, curled up in a ball, crying. I looked up, and I see someone under my desk. Now, I was pretty confused. I went up to get a closer look, and it was my brother. I called his name one time, and he looked up, but just looked at me. I walked toward the desk to get a closer look, and he disappeared in a blink of an eye. I went to my dad's room to ask where he went. And he told me they won't be home until next week. Till this day, I don't fucking know what it was. 
or if I was hallucinating from crying too much. But this experience still freaks me out. And I'm 23 now. I'm not going to lie. I hate this story. I hate that the kid was left on her own or their own. Hopefully it was just an age thing. Maybe I... Why would you... Anyway, not my business. But like, just a person underneath your desk. And after you sit and I'm... Don't like it. Not interested. Um, I have no, like, knowledge of anything like this really happening. Like, yeah, sure. Mimics and doppelgangers and stuff like that. Never have I heard a story like this before. I don't know. I don't know. Our next story comes from Novel Opposite 5890. Some backstory. We live in a mobile home. It's 12 by 30. Not very big. The sitting room and kitchen are combined and the bedrooms are separated by a door to the hallway. We have a three-year-old and a three-month-old. For the moment, we are taking turns sleeping on the couch with the baby in a cot in our sitting room. Baby room pending renovation. Our three-year-old sleeps with us in our bedroom. Last night was my night on duty. My three-year-old comes out every night when it's my turn. Nothing unusual there, except last night at about... 2.50 a.m. I heard him running out crying to me, followed by my partner behind him. It was dark, so I could just see my partner standing in the doorway in his orange shirt. Well, I just assumed it was him, but I couldn't see his features. It was dark, with only the LEDs at the back of our TV lighting the room. I took my little boy in beside me and sat up, looking at my partner. I shook my head at him for not helping our boy as he ran out scared. But he didn't respond. He just kept standing there, looking at me. He then proceeded to step back and turn sideways behind the door while bending forward, looking in. I'm still thinking, what the hell is he doing? Either come in or go back to bed. Until the realization hit me about three minutes later that my partner had gone to bed in a black t-shirt and that it was indeed not him standing there in an orange shirt. I jumped up to close the door and as I approached it, this thing just disappeared. When my partner got up for work at 6, he said he didn't even know our son had gotten up last night and he was still in his black shirt. As I said, we live in a mobile home and you can hear and feel every footstep, especially my partner, he's very heavy footed. But there was nothing, just silence, no footsteps, other than from my little boy running out to me. So spirit, or whatever it was that creeped the fuck out of me, let's see if it happens again. I think they were going for a let's not meet. Um, Goddamn, that is like actually really freaky though. And coincidentally, another kind of doppelganger story. I, I would say it was a doppelganger. Because especially if it was the same like size and shape as, as her dude. But what I really didn't like, and maybe I just misinterpreted it, was... He then proceeded to step back and turn sideways behind the door while bending forward, looking in. What is that? That would freak me out, I think, more than anything else, to be perfectly honest. But I tell you one thing, I would not be sleeping on that couch. Well, actually, I don't know where I would sleep. I don't think I'd be sleeping in that place again. And funny enough, I feel like there has been a lot of mobile home stories. Like a lot of people living in mobile homes or trailers saying that they have experiences. And that's interesting because 
I mean, it's literally a moving house, you know? So I wonder, is there anything behind that? Like, maybe it is, maybe, and I hate to use this word, like liminal, but maybe for a lot of people, these types of homes are an in-between home or like a place where you know that you're going to stay for a while, but you're going to eventually move on from there. So I wonder, does that add to it, maybe? I don't know. It's interesting, though. Our next story is from Reddit user Advantage Rude 1522 Let me just preface this story and say that I've always witnessed or experienced strange or supernatural things since I was little. I'm currently 27. I was much more open to it when I was younger, and I can tune in or tune out, but I've distanced myself at this time. The experience below was one of the most profound supernatural experiences I've ever had and something that I still think about to this day. Back in around 2010, my family relocated and moved to a home in Arizona. I was about 14 when this story took place. The home was built in the 80s with sort of a strange floor plan and only had one previous owner. From what the neighbors told us, an elderly couple had lived there. The wife had passed away a few years before and the husband had lived there alone after that. The neighbor said that as he got older, he was going a little bit senile digging holes in the yard and coming up with strange projects like putting out globs of rock and cement in the yard. He was moved to an old folks home and passed away shortly after. And that's when my family moved in. Right off the bat, I felt that the home had strange energy. As I mentioned, it had a strange floor plan. The dining room was in the center, sort of walled off into a circle. And when you walked in the front door, my parents' room was to the right. Then, continuing around the circle would be in the living room, then the kitchen, and then you'd be facing an office, and to your right, there was a wing that went down the hallway to my room and my brother's room. From above, the house looked kind of like a lollipop. Maybe that will help visualize better. We started renovations pretty quickly after moving in. Painting, cleaning, ripping things out in the backyard. We found a large human tooth in the bathroom door one day. Weird and gross, but I've heard about spiritual ties to human teeth, so I wanted to throw that in there. For some reason, whenever I think about this house, I always think of that tooth. While living in this house, I always had the feeling of being watched. There were strange noises, an eerie feeling, and when walking around the circle, I always felt like someone was right behind me. We all felt sort of creeped out in the home, but nothing serious had ever really happened until one night. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and heard someone in boots running in the house. It sounded like they were doing laps around the circular dining room. I thought this was odd and I sat up in bed. I slept with my door open and across the hall I could see my brother in his room sleeping. My parents slept with talk radio on all night, every night. Strange, I know, but I could hear the radio on the other side of my house. I could hear my dad snoring. These footsteps sounded heavy, and I didn't think it could be from my mom. Mentally, I was ruling out that it was anyone in my family making this noise. The stomping continued, and I was getting concerned. My dog typically slept in the office on the couch. I thought to myself, if he starts barking, then I'll get worried. Right after thinking that, 
I hear the footsteps run into the office and papers start rustling around. My dog starts growling and barking. The paper stops. My dog stops. And it's quiet for a moment. I thought that it was over until I heard the footsteps running down the hallway towards my room. I'm absolutely frozen, believing that I'm about to be met either by a spirit or an intruder. My door is to the left of me, open. As the footsteps come closer and get louder, they suddenly stop right before where my doorway starts. I sat there frozen, waiting for someone or something to peer their head around the corner. But nothing. It was silent after that. This whole scenario lasted maybe three minutes. The next morning I confronted my mom. I asked her if she had been running around the house in boots. She told me no. And that I must have been dreaming. She told me that her and my dad were in their room all night. I started to think maybe I had imagined it. And a week later she told me that she wanted to talk. She didn't want to scare me at the time. But she told me that that night she had heard it too. The footsteps, my dog barking, the papers rustling. She said that she was about to get up and check. Also worried that it was an intruder. But it had just come to a stop. All the doors were locked that night, nothing was stolen or left ajar, and we lived in an extremely safe town. Both her and I believed that it was a spirit, likely the old man who lived in the house before us. We continued to feel watched and could feel a strange, passive-aggressive presence, but never experienced something to this capacity again. We still talk about this experience from time to time, and I'm glad I wasn't the only one who was awake in my house that night to hear it. A few years later, we had moved out, and strangely enough, a friend of mine had moved in. When I found out he lived in the house, I asked him if he had ever felt a strange presence or ever had anything happen to him there. His dad and him both looked at me wide-eyed and told me that, yes, they had felt it too. It was interesting to know that someone else felt it in that house, and it wasn't just my family. The fact that she mentioned that she can turn on and off her whatever it is sensitivity i guess i was listening to an interview with patty negri uh she's been on ghost adventures stuff like that she's a famous hollywood medium and she seems to be pretty legit like i know everybody including me can be very skeptical of mediums but she's an interesting character but anyway she was mentioning like she literally visualizes a big switch or something that she like hits and that's the on off button or maybe it was like an old radio or something and she said it's an essential part of being someone who goes through this type of stuff so the fact that this person is like distanced and tuned out right now i thought was interesting also i follow a, a page on instagram called postmodern palace and uh they show like interesting interiors of houses from like particularly around the early 2000s and uh, a lot of them are from Arizona's like southwest right I think but like New Mexico Arizona that kind of lay of the land and the interesting house structures and so I thought that was really interesting they're so bizarre to me I've never seen houses like that before and I feel like it would be quite off-putting like as it is when you go to a house that has like an actual hallway where the rooms are not just like a landing that like immediately kind of puts me on edge. I don't know why. And the fact then that that hallway must have looked up at just a round wall that gives me the heebie jeebies, to be honest. 
interesting. But yeah, I would imagine like if we're talking flesh and blood ghost, that's what this is. Flesh and blood ghost. Flesh ghost of a flesh and blood human that yeah, probably is just the old man sticking around, you know. The dog reacting though. That's the giveaway for me. And I'm glad that this person had like their mom confirm because otherwise you would have been like the person in I think the last episode where the family just never believed them. And that's the end of that, you know? We're slowly running out of time. My granny's lights have started to come on. That means it must be getting dark. She has them on timers. This next story is from JRKD70. Back in the early 90s, I moved into an apartment that was in a house owned by my mother's cousin. The house was built in 1905 in what is called the historic district of my town. Essentially, it's just the oldest part of the city. This house was actually on the outskirts of a whole neighborhood of much older and grander homes, but still had many cool features. An ornate fireplace, wood pocket doors, stained glass doors, two staircases, etc. I fell in love with it and decided to move in. The other apartment was vacant as well, so some friends of mine moved in upstairs. The house had a huge basement that was filled with intricate woodwork which had been removed from my cousin's other income properties that were stored there because it was the only house he owned with a basement that was always dry. My friends asked if they could set up band equipment in the basement. It ended up being a full band setup with multiple amps, etc. And when they were practicing, the whole house would literally shake. They usually practice in the afternoon to avoid any trouble related to noise ordinances. In the evening, after the first lengthy practice session, we started to hear what sounded like a lunatic thrashing through the basement with a sledgehammer. My first thought was, oh god, all of that wood, and then basically, what the fuck? I knew no one was down there. Unfortunately, this was the first time I got to experience my boyfriend's absolute cowardice as he refused to go down there until we got a crew together. I couldn't wait around for that, so I went down on my own. The basement was divided into two parts. When you first came down the stairs, there was a small storage area, newer than the rest of the basement. I'm not sure how or why it was added. And then an old door which led into the actual basement. The sounds ceased as soon as I entered the first part of the basement. I grabbed the old door and whipped it open, only to find nothing out of place or any evidence to explain everything that we had heard. I told myself that there had to be some other explanation. A noisy old boiler furnace, maybe? I closed the door and went back upstairs. We heard occasional sounds from the basement after that, but nothing like the first time. However, this was just the beginning of a long string of strange experiences, which included full-body apparitions. I don't remember the exact order each of these happened, so I'll just list them individually. The washer and dryer were in the old part of the basement. I ran down to put some laundry in the dryer and heard what I can only describe as the deepest, loudest, most heartfelt and mournful moan in a man's voice seemingly coming from all around me. I froze at first, then immediately thought, those assholes, thinking it was my friends upstairs playing some kind of prank. I immediately ran up the stairs and then up the back staircase into their apartment. It was completely empty and obviously had been for a while. I told myself it must have just been the wind trapped somewhere in the ventilation system of the house. The guys saw a woman on multiple occasions that they always assumed was me while practicing, but because all the equipment was set up on the other side of the gigantic furnace, they could never fully see me. One day they asked me why I had a dress on earlier that day, 
and I told him I hadn't even been there. I had been in classes all day. My cousin came over one night with a spirit board, not Ouija board. After getting some relevant and extremely creepy responses that there is no way she could have known, she wanted to see the basement. We went down to the well-lit first part, but had to get to the washer and dryer to pull the cord for the first light inside of the actual basement. The bulb was apparently burned out. The basement was pitch black, so I felt my way around the furnace looking for the pull cord on the other side. By the time I finally felt it, we were both starting to freak out due to the strange noises we were hearing. I pulled the cord and the bulb exploded above us. We got out of there as fast as possible and never messed around with that board anymore. My friends stopped practicing down there because it just kept getting creepier and creepier. I rarely even did laundry down there after the whole moaning thing. But one day I had no choice because I was in a rush. Frantically cleaning upstairs because I was running very late and still had to shower, I ran down into the basement because I needed to put my clothes in the dryer. I came down into the first part of the basement and noticed that the inner door was already open, which was really strange. In my rush I just kept moving, but as I got closer to the door I saw an old man standing there. He wasn't looking at me and he didn't say anything. He wasn't completely solid, but enough so that I could make out all details and see him as clear as day. I actually leaned to the side so I could make it past them and into the basement when I completely froze. I turned around and ran right back upstairs without looking back. I didn't go down to retrieve my laundry until I had other people with me. After that, I completely closed off the inner basement and barricaded the door with heavy boxes. I also didn't allow any further attempts to communicate with the spirits of that house anymore. Everything was peaceful from that point on. I never felt threatened at any time, nor did it seem like dark energy, but I felt it would be better to just leave them alone, maybe. Another strange thing I experienced on multiple occasions while this was going on were terrifying dreams of being killed in my apartment. They were very graphic and always set within my apartment with me dreaming that I woke up and knew someone was in the house. They were very strange and very scary. I had never had any dreams like that before or after. The dreams also stopped after closing off the inner basement. Oddly enough, I always felt safe in that apartment and continued to live there for a couple of years by myself after my relationship ended. It seems very common for people to experience spirit activity in attics and basements. Do you think they occupy those spaces simply to get away from the living? That's the only explanation I can think of because while they were alive, I highly doubt that is where they lived or spent the majority of their time. Strange. But <laughs> that's interesting. So I recently listened to an interview with someone and now I'm really annoyed. If anybody else has heard this, let me know who actually said it because it made perfect sense. Like, you know, the amount of stories that we hear, especially from children where it's like, oh, well, there's a man in the closet or, you know, the man in the attic or whatever it is, the, the lady in the basement. Maybe they are in there because they are hiding. Like, literally, it's like this isn't their space anymore, but they're still stuck in the, in the building. So they're like, well, I'll just make myself scarce or hide because I'm scared of what's going on. I don't understand what's going on. So I'm going to be in the closet for now or whatever the case may be, or like the creepy bathroom down the end of the hall or whatever, because it's the least 
visited area of the house or building or whatever. And so the fact that nothing happened in the house until they set up the band music equipment in that section and then straight away, it was like, what did she say? Like, it sounded like someone was going through with a sledgehammer wrecking the place. I think they literally just encroached on the last space that this entity thought might have been theirs. And the noise thing as well, I've said this before, sounds a lot like what we experienced in the Hellfire Club and what other people have experienced with like poltergeist activity when sounds like the place is being wrecked, like furniture is being moved and then you go in, nothing is out of the ordinary or has been moved or anything. And it was really cool that then when they just sealed it up, that was it. It's like, okay, look, we get it. It's not our space. Here you go, have it back. And then whatever it was that was in there was like, we got a deal, man. So yeah, that, that was interesting. And our last story today comes from Reese's Pieces 96. About two years ago, I went into work with my partner over the Christmas break. She works in a nursery, which is an old Victorian building. It used to be a high-end house back in the day. My partner had to pop in to print some stuff off and I can't remember what for. She's always told me how old the building is and how weird noises can be heard. Footsteps from above, etc. We were the only ones in the entire building. We unlocked the door, the alarms went off and were reset. No contractors were in, we were the only car in the car park. We were the only ones there. We were there for about 15 minutes and then things kicked off. First off, we heard clear as day footsteps from upstairs walking across the floor. My partner originally said it was just creaking of the building because it was so old and brushed it off. Then again, footsteps clear as day from above us. We could even locate the footsteps as we heard them move from left to right above us. This continued on and off for a few minutes. Next thing we know, we hear this loud bang, like a door slamming shut. A few minutes pass and we hear it again. My partner says it's just outside traffic. I tested that theory. I looked out the window and a lorry passed. We didn't hear the noise that we heard. All this time we can hear footsteps constantly above us. We were getting ready to finish up and go into the other building. More on that soon. And then we heard a different sound, like stuff falling and crashing on the floor. My partner says we need to go and see what it was. No windows were left open. It's over the Christmas time and the nursery is shut. My partner finally convinces me to head upstairs. We check every room and nothing has fallen or been moved. And we no longer heard the footsteps or the doors slamming while we were upstairs. So we now go into the other building, which is an old Victorian coach house. My partner has told me about a few odd things that have happened to people in there. However, as we are walking up the stairs, we hear a faint but very clear baby crying. There were no babies with us. You couldn't really hear what was going on outside, and this building is behind the main nursery, so away from the street. I have absolutely no explanation for the above, I've tried to research the house, but found nothing. That's nuts. I love that though. So yeah, I mean, even over here as well, I'm sure like England is probably even more common, but these older, I don't know if they're necessarily Victorian houses, but the houses with, that would have been grand houses at some point, 
and eventually like split up into offices or bought by larger companies like schools and creches and stuff and then they use they use the rooms for like kind of classrooms that's where my little sister used to work and stuff as well they, they did the same thing and we actually went to one of those it wasn't quite an old building but anyway i'd say there's just so much like age in an old house like that obviously leads to the generic ghost theories but then as well, like, it's a lot of kids and stuff coming in there. I think that's what they mean, like, when they say nursery. It's not like a plant nursery. There's a lot of emotion there and stuff. And then, like, the baby crying to go. I misquoted that I said journey to the center of the universe when I was talking with Kev from uh, Dark Paranormal. But the book I actually meant was Flying Saucer to the Center of Your Mind. And he talks in that about the how common it is for people to hear babies crying in just weird situations. Kev and Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories experienced that when they stayed in that creepy old hotel. And I don't think I ever have. I mean, it makes sense. It's like you're in the right place for that in the nursery, right? I was working in an old building in Dublin a few years ago and I was in the basement, not like too creepy or anything. I'm an electrician, so I was in there like wiring stuff or like doing something with the boiler. And uh, it was me and one other dude, and we literally did hear a baby crying. But the door was open, and there was a street like, you know, you could walk up to the street out of the basement there. So we just said, Oh, it was just somebody passing in a, in a buggy or a pram. But it was like really clear, and it sounded like it was coming right from the door. It didn't sound like someone moving by or anything like that. So now, now that I know this is like a very common thing, I'm often thinking back to that, like, you know, was this just something that we experienced? Like, uh, that actually was a paranormal experience or was it just someone walking past at that perfect time for the acoustics to work out? I mean, I love a good haunted house. That sounds like that's all it is. You know, people work there, they leave at six o'clock. Who knows what ghostly goings on are in that house at night, you know? But I'd love to hear more about it as well. Like, I wonder if stuff going missing or anything like that. Anyway, the sun has gone down. I feel like I'm doing, like, an old-fashioned story time thing because the chair that I'm in as well, it's really comfy. It's brighter on this side of the house because that's where the sun sets. It's actually quite dark on the other side of the house. So I'm going to end this one here. I'm going to go get ready to go visit my granddad in the hospital. And going to have some dinner and enjoy a spooky night in this house again. I'm... At home on my own in my grandmother's house. If anything weird happens, I'll be sure to let you know. But I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be in for a sleepless night. As always, make sure to go and check us out on YouTube, Facebook, not YouTube, Instagram, Patreon. If you could all take the time to go over, check out our Patreon. There's a bunch of like stuff up there. Some even free stuff as well. You don't have to sign up. But if you do want to sign up it starts at like two dollars a month and then i think it's a five dollar tier it will be much appreciated at this time um and yeah hopefully the next episode i'll be back at home with dulce and we'll be just doing some regular good old-fashioned weekly creep but like i said i do want to keep going with the just f and ghost stories because i love it i need that a certain amount of just regular little ghost stories in my life to keep the interest going I love hearing it. I love hearing the the differences and similarities and different people's stories and stuff like that. 
So, if you have any experiences, new or old, send them in to us. We will have them read. And, uh, yeah, it'll be cool. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.